what's up, dudes? What's up, dude? What's up, dudes? I'm in three uh, different states this week. Yeah, three Gary, different states. You're, you're traveling this week. What's what's going on with you? Just got some workout in Kentucky, Eastern Kentucky, up in the mountains a little bit in Lexington. It's going good, man. Happy to be here. I'm glad to hear it. Um, we've got a, a big week nine uh, incredible fantasy football podcast episode to get into here. Uh, Braden, how are you doing tonight? Doing fantastic. Feeling good. Two of my running backs got touchdowns in my matchups. I, no complaints. Love that for you, man. Well, um, I, I was going to ask how everyone's doing in their league, but I just figured how about we recap what's going on in, in our Gimme Some League. Um, Garrett, you got a, an easy win over Luke Erickson last week. Huge. Uh, scoring the second lowest points in the league, <laughs> winning 85 to 70. Um, yeah, Jameer Gibbs, man, got it done for me against uh, Jacoby Myers, too. Yeah, you were projected to lose going into Monday night, and then was. Gibbs outscores Myers by 25, and you, you get the win. Yeah. Were both teams like projected like upper sixties or something like that? Hey, it was it was so like trash. it was like low seventies, so no, pretty pretty, pretty solid. Going that's into right. Monday, it was like sixty one to sixty nine, <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> um, Braden, unfortunately, you lost to the formerly one and six Scranton Stranglers, managed by Eric. That was a tough one. That was a tough one. I had two teams kind of that I was I felt good going into the matchup and. Two bad losses, man. Can't have that in this league. Cannot have it in the give me some league. And I brought it I brought it home. I beat Tom to hand him his fourth straight loss after he started out with four straight wins. Um, beat him by twenty points. So I moved to uh six and two, first place. Garrett, you moved to five and three, uh fourth place. And Braden, you dropped down to three and five, seventh place. So you know, halfway through the season, a lot can still happen from from here until the end but yeah normally in this done. position i'd be trying to maybe shake some things up and i'm still looking around but like i still like my core so it's just kind of like <laughs> riding it out and hoping for the best a little bit yeah Braden is 3-0 this season when he's the top scorer in the league and 0-5 if he does not put up 150 <laughs> so i just gotta be the tough top out here the rest of the way. And, I'm, and i'm getting 85 <laughs> point wins yeah uh um, and then in the, the Shea Dynasty League that we're all in, uh, Dr. Piss, MD, University of Phoenix Online, he got a, a crucial victory um, uh, last week that he, he would have lost had he not made the trade that we made last week with Tua and Laporta. So Laporta brought him home the, the victory on Monday Night Football, um, and he moves to 7-1. To and one, You know, his trade's looking better and better every day. Would have never foreseen that going into the season. I'll say that. But he believed it. He was like, I'm going to try to compete with what I have. Like, I was trying to make moves for Brandon Cooks and stuff. He's like, no, I'm holding on to him. Like, I'm still trying to make this happen. I was like, all right. And look, look where it is. I mean, Brandon Cooks hasn't turned out yet, but the team's looking good. <laughs> Top of the league. Yeah, and, and he sold all of his future assets. Like, he sold his, his draft picks next year, the year after that. Like, he's ready to make a move with all of his rookies and his paying off. <laughs> um, Garrett, you you beat Jesse. Uh, just that, that a, was a big win. Heavy hitter matchup there, third and fourth big place win. in the league. Yeah, man. Uh, team, the team's looking really good. I love that Adam trade still. 
Um, I mean, this team's ready to win. I, I, I truly think I've got a good chance this year as long as uh, Josh Allen stays healthy, and uh, we'll see what happens. Do you have a good chance at that Empire Pot back-to-back championships this year and next you know what it's it's really hard to say that uh it takes a lot to win two years in a row you need a lot of depth you need a lot of health fully healthy my team is good enough to repeat but getting a single win is is going to be hard in itself over the next two years Glad glad to hear you're not ahead of yourself yet um <laughs> Braden, you beat justin uh by a, a, a small amount but it was a huge win for you it keeps you in sixth place at four and four justin now drops to zero and eight after completely mismanaging his dynasty team for the last five or three years oh, so sure. i do i do think he's probably a little happy because i think um you know he's going for that marvin harrison jr pick next year Oh, absolutely. You know, so I think he is trying to completely go winless. And I'm, I wonder if Eli has been feeling the same way, but he's like four and four. And that's why I had to sell off a few people because he's like, shoot, I'm winning too much. You know, like Dr. Pitt. That's exactly why. You know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you mentioned it. Eli's tanking, Justin's tanking, Corbin's tanking. But other than that, the other nine teams are, are trying to compete. And there's only room for six in the playoffs. And, you know, at what point do you do you throw in the towel and you look towards future years, or you know, do you keep trying to string along gritty victories and, and limp into the playoffs and see what happens? It's it's always a tough decision. I'm definitely someone that's like, as if you can limp into the playoffs, anything can happen. I always, tr- you know, I'm always going to try to compete if I can, um, unless it's looking really bleak, you know, and then and then I'll, you know, I've done it before rebuild, but it's like, I mean, you're putting money in. It's like what. Anything can happen. We've seen the worst team in the league. All of a sudden, I mean, it even happened last year. I mean, it ended up being a tie because of the weird situation with the final game. But Nick, I think it was Nick, right? He ended yeah, he up, was last place. He was in last place. Ends up what you know, co-champion. So you know, if that's if you don't need any more proof than that. Also, but rebuilds can turn into non-rebuilds real quick. I mean, one way, like if if you want to trade all your assets one year, do it. I did last year in the Ross Geller's Pants League. And this year, all of a sudden, I'm I'm one of the top teams again. Yeah, I traded all my assets, but I mean, you, you can go back and forth quick. For sure. Yeah. yeah, things change quick, and and that that leads into how my team did. I had a tough loss. I put up 108, fourth highest in the league. Still lose, fall to three and five. I'm in ninth place, and I I decided to make a trade this week. We've got more trade alert. Um, this was a big one last night. Um, I traded Jesse, one of the best teams in the league, DeAndre Hopkins, for Jahan Dotson and his 2025 second round pick. Uh, I, mean, I mean, I said it at the time. I thought that was an excellent trade, and it makes sense for both sides, but I like your side a little better for sure. I think you got great value there, but I get both sides. But, yeah, that was an excellent trade. It was a sell high on DeAndre Hopkins, but, I mean – I could see why he would make it. I just think I got great value. It was a it was a no brainer for me. You, you got great value for sure. I mean, I think a lot of people would take Jahan Dotson for DeAndre Hopkins straight up. And then just to add on a second on top, I mean, why not? Yeah, right. it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a high second. But people are are pretty stingy with their picks in this league. I, I like at least mid season. I don't know. 
I mean, yeah. we've got Eli, who's <laughs> traded for five first round picks this year, but um, <laughs> it's 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 hard to even get a second out of these people, let alone a first. So when when we were messaging, you know, he he said, "What do you want for Hopkins?" and and then he offered out, I think Sean Tucker in a second, and I said, "Sean Tucker ain't it." I'd, I I'm looking at your roster. The only guys I'd want are Jahan Dotson or you know maybe maybe the year late first round pick if if this is going to win you the championship this year. He goes. I can't, I can't give up my first round pick, but how about uh, Dotson in a second? And I said, sign me up. Let's yeah, go. No brainer. And it happened. The trade happened in under like two minutes. There was no haggling. We just said, yep, <laughs> we did it. It was great. Bam. That, no, that's that's, that's beautiful. efficient. Oh, that's like that, that, that. That's two dads uh, trying to make a dynasty trade right there. Oh my God. We don't got time to haggle. All right. <laughs> well, and Jesse's, you know, Jesse's all in and. You know, you paid a lot for Hopkins in the offseason, and I'm sure you were a little nervous. Like, were you going to get that value, like a good, fair value back if you wanted to move off of him? And he did. So I think that's a huge win. Absolutely. I'm now collecting, like, uh, Thanos first-round receivers from last year. I've, <laughs> I've got five of the six uh, Infinity Gauntlet stones here. And so I, I've collected uh, uh, Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, uh, Traylon Burks, Jahan Dotson, I've got George Pickens. I'm I'm just missing uh, Drake London to to complete the the whole thing there. Did you say Jameson was, Williams too? Oh, yeah. and I got Jameson Williams. <laughs> yep. So the, those were picks six through ten in our uh, in our league last year, and then I think I had Olave at three. But still, I it, it's going to come together eventually. You know, <laughs> Drake London. He's gonna he's gonna be in his tenth season, and then I'll, I'll finally finally complete the <laughs> the gauntlet. <laughs> But all right, guys, it's time to move into our puff puff pieces here. Our, our you know st- stories over the week. I got a lot of headlines to get through, and there's some good stuff here. So I'm just gonna lead it off. We had another scoregami last week. Dallas Cowboys defeat the Los Angeles Rams 43 to 20. Love to see it. 43 is odd, but uh, I wouldn't think that'd be a scoregami. Right. Um, and then here's 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 a crazy one. Kyle Shanahan being 0 37 when trailing by eight plus points in the fourth quarter is absolutely wild. That's true. (laughs) They've never come back. That's shocking. I am curious what like the winning percentage of an average coach is in this situation. Cause you know, it's gotta be less than 50% for sure, but still with how good of a coach he is to never even get one. That's insane. Yeah. Yeah, That's insane. (laughs) I bet, I bet Patty Mahomes is over 50%, but other than that, (laughs) Yeah, the average team is maybe you're winning, you know, ten to twenty five percent of those games, but he hasn't won a single one. So, wow. um, you don't you don't gotta like that uh, for a playoff run. Is, is that the quarterback not. play? Like, you know, I always want, you know, I love Kyle Shanahan, so you always want to defend him a little bit. But it's like, you know, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo, the the I backup mean, starter for the the uh, Raiders. <laughs> Truly, I mean, with 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 Shanahan there. I mean, it doesn't matter if you're losing by eight in the fourth or if you're up 28 to three at halftime. No, you never know if you're going to win. So um, next headline here, the Bills injury report on Wednesday listed uh, Rasul Douglas as a DNP and his ailment was just got here. (laughs) (laughs) He traded for him on Wednesday, so he couldn't practice. And it's, you know, normally they say ankle or concussion or hamstring. Nope. <laughs> Just got here. I love that. 
That's how it should be. <laughs> it should yeah. be. Be more honest with us. Mm-hmm. That was that was a funny one. And then uh, I've got two more here. Uh, they they kind of go hand in hand. Uh, the first one, the Raiders fired their GM, head coach, offensive coordinator, and benched their starting running back on a short week. Quarterback. Uh, six, quarterback, sorry. Oh, yeah. uh, on a short week, they got six days, and they're still favored over the Giants <laughs> in week nine. <laughs> and they have their technical starting quarterback back. <laughs> yeah. Man, it's just – it's not shocking at all, the turn of events, because it should have happened – it should have never happened to begin with. Josh McDaniels should have not have been hired as a head coach again. And he proved why. Um, Awful. Worst head coach in the league. That, glad to see him gone. Like, you you, you know this team's going to be better from here on out. Like, you, you just, they're going to be. I was I was sad to see their GM go, Dave Ziegler, because, I yeah. mean. Had he's, Ziegler he's... represented in the, in the league. Yeah, to see the Ziggler in the NFL, it gave me hope, you know. Um, but this this last story I've got here, it's a long one. Stick stick with me, but I guarantee it's worth it. Okay, here I go. Apparently, the last straw was when McDaniel's, who is a well known who is well known around the league circles as a guy who goes all out for Halloween, came to the Raiders facility dressed as Mark Davis the day after losing to the Lions on Monday Night Football. Davis seemed to take it in stride at first. He appeared to laugh and even ordered his now trademark P.F. Chang's lunch delivered to Coach McDaniels to complete the look. After the two had eaten, Davis suggested McDaniels read his fortune cookie, which read, You're fired, hotshot, according to multiple sources who viewed the dessert. (laughs) What a savage. Is this real? It sounds so fake. It's uh, there's no way this is real. This must be a parody. Also, who calls a fortune cookie a dessert? Is that a, do you guys consider a fortune cookie a dessert? Fortune cookies are a dessert. I mean, that's that's what they exactly are. A dessert. Oh, wow. I just want this to be true so bad. I'm I'm pretty sure someone just made up fan fiction, and that's what I read. But. It could be true. It could be, honestly. <laughs> Based on the characters involved, I, I'm not ruling anything I, I, out. The, the, the only thing that gets me is the trademark P.F. Chang's lunch. <laughs> <laughs> to complete the look. Yeah. Like, like, does Mark Davis really have his own P.F. Chang lunch? He gets, gets P.F. Chang's for lunch every day, Garrett. Duh. Man. Uh, you're you're, That's you're probably right. But I, it was uh, worth mentioning. It's totally real. I just decided. It's, yes, it's, um, thank you, Brandon. Occam's razor. All right, let's move into uh, into week nine here. Um, we, let's uh, let's talk any big stories, any waiver reaction. We got four teams on by this week: Broncos, Lions, 49ers, and Jags. So we're we're gonna definitely see some uh, some weaker flex plays this week. And you know, reactions to last week. There was quite a few injuries. The biggest one, of course. Our beloved Kirk Cousins torn ACL <laughs> out of the season. And there goes the Vikings' hopes and dreams uh, for a successful season. And it doesn't even look like we're trying to tank. So nope. we'll get into that. We'll get into that. <laughs> yeah, we'll get into that later. Um, Kendrick Bourne tore ACL wide receiver for New England. They're one bright spot on offense. Uh, and then Matt Stafford, he injured his thumb. He's a potential IR candidate. Might be out a couple weeks. He might play. I don't know. 
Darren Waller, hamstring, same thing. He's potential IR candidate, but he's he's already ruled out this week. Could be could be multiple weeks. Um, so definitely some fantasy relevant impacts there with with injuries um, from last Sunday. Big time. So um, looking at our our waiver uh, reactions and, and you know fab spending. Um, did you guys want to recap uh, any any moves that that happened this week? You know, there was some some names that were definitely getting added in, in a lot of leagues. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah. I think the Trey McBride five dollars was a steal. That's for sure. You know, he's got absolutely. Some good yeah, you take that all day. Yeah, I mean, he had monster week, um, and Zach Ertz is out, and Arizona targets the tight end, so Trey McBride could be the league winner you're looking for. Maybe a little too late for Eric, but but you never know. Um, I got Amari DiMercato, Di, um, DiMercato uh, Arizona running back, because I have no other running back besides Charbonnet that, to start this week. So he might be a, a flex fill-in. Um, yeah, he's been, he's been consistent. He's been getting getting the touches there in Arizona. And, and Eric made another great um, bid. He got DeMario Douglas, uh, Patriots wide receiver. Who Braden loves. <laughs> Love him. <laughs> no, no, I, no, definitely though. I'm I'm excited that he's been starting to emerge a little bit. I didn't know if it was for sure, but I I felt like he could fit that Jacoby Myers role. Yeah, I mean they they have to throw to someone, and the rest of that team is is hot trash. Terrible. Um, and Garrett, you probably had the two best pickups of the week. Sam Howell, you know, a good quarterback. He's been fantasy relevant. And um, Leonard Fournette, never heard of him. <laughs> yeah, the the uh, the zero dollar bids uh, coming coming in hot. I did have my number one priority on Trey McBride, but not surprised to see that went to elsewhere. Um, but yeah, I, I'll, Leonard Fournette, Sam Howell, big time. Did you, did you guys see the tweet by Leonard Fournette today? No, he said he said not gonna lie, uh, Buffalo's cold as a. Like a polar bear's ass or something. <laughs> and Jen just what? tweeted that. Yeah. Like he got into it's like he flew into Buffalo and was like, this sucks. Like went from Tampa to, to Buffalo. <laughs> but it's, a, a it's the funniest weather. thing. Yeah. Huge downgrade. No, but I mean to get Sam Howell, I mean, I think he's been a Q he's QB ten or something like that. He's a low on QB one. So to get him for zero dollars. Yeah, I mean, I uh, guys, I currently own a roster four quarterbacks in a ten-team <laughs> league with a short bench. Garrett, your roster is bad. Yeah, I've got Sam Howell. Um, did I drop him? Oh, uh, I, I think you dropped okay, your quarterback from last week. I dropped. I dropped Brock. Brock Purdy makes sense, but I have Kyler Murray and Justin Fields in IR. Okay. I guess if they're on your IR, it's it's whatever. I need a quarterback. Bad. Yeah, you need a lot of help. Hopefully, hopefully Leonard Fournette can provide that for you. <laughs> I'll send you guys the tweet <laughs> link, by the way. I'll send you that tweet link because you got to see it. I, I was right. just taking a look at that. It's it's a little bit different than you said, Braden. I got yeah. the penguin I, and ass and buffalo colder. <laughs> so it worked you forgot out. The, you, you forgot the Lord at the end. <laughs> Oh yeah, no lie, Buffalo colder than a penguin ass out here. Lord, dot 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 dot. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for the clarification. It, we gotta we gotta keep things moving here, guys. Let's get into our budding stars here. 
where we talk about guys owned in less than 50% of leagues and less than 25% of leagues uh, that you think is you know worthy of a flex or a stash. Um, so Garrett, who's a guy that you want to mention that's owned in less than 50% of leagues? This was so difficult for me because I wanted to keep going with Chuba Hubbard like I have all season, <laughs> just repeatedly in this spot. Uh, but I'm going to go Taysom Hill. Uh, <laughs> the, the Saints offense has been horrible when they get to the red zone unless Taysom Hill is back there. Money. They're going to keep this going. This this Taysom could be what we wanted Jamal Williams to be. Taysom Hill, 10 touchdowns this year. Write it down. Lock it in. <laughs> All right. Bra- Braden, who's your guy? Yeah, it's, uh, it's fairly obvious. He's one of the top pickups this week, but it's Trey McBride. I mean, the fact that he's less than 50%, you know, you got to make – you got to pick him up if he's on the waiver wire. Someone got him for five bucks in our league, but you know if you can find that difference maker, young tight end, you go for it. Yeah, he was a hot pickup this week. My guy mentioned him six weeks ago. If you, if you've held him this whole time, you're maybe <laughs> starting to be paying off. But it's it's Zach Charbonnet, Seattle running back. Um, I think he out snapped and out touched Kenneth Walker last week. Um, they're looking to get back to running the ball more, you know, it's the second half of the year, rookie breakout running back. He could be getting some more touches. So Zach Charbonnet, uh, Seattle, that's my pick. Um, Garrett, who's your guy owned in less than 25% of leagues? Playoff Lenny, baby. <laughs> <laughs> We've talked about him enough. That's my guy though. Yeah. I brought him up last week. Garrett loves him this week. League winner. Um, Braden, who's your guy? I uh, went with Elijah Mitchell and it's, he kind of doesn't get the fanfare of some of the other handcuffs, but he really is, you know, he's very injury prone, but he really is one of the top handcuffs to own. So the fact that he's less than 25% when Zach Charbonnet's at 50%, that's pretty crazy to me. So I, I would definitely uh, pick up Elijah Mitchell. Yeah. It's, it's when people start dropping their handcuffs. Now is the time to start picking them back up. Um, my guy, Demario Douglas. We talked about him earlier, New England wide receiver with Kendrick Bourne out for season. You know, he's he's been uh, getting more targets there for, for the Patriots. I, I could see him being the de facto number one in that offense. So um, that's our that's our budding stars. Um, let's get into our, our who's higher segment. Um, we'll talk about guys that are rising in value or, or falling in value and um, kind of do a value check on, on different players. So, so Garrett, who do you want to kick us off with this week uh, as, a, as a guy whose value might be uh, on the up? I'm going with CeeDee Lamb. Man, we talked about him a little bit last week. I think he got a little bit of disrespect on the pod last week. Right after going 7 for 7 for 117, he comes out this week. He goes 12 for 158 and two touchdowns. I think this uh, it all but cements him as a, as a wide receiver one moving forward. I mean, if you know that's what your ceiling is, I think it, it pops up to that price immediately. Um, how high is he as a wide receiver? He's, he's moved himself into that, that top tier. Like there's a tier of like maybe six guys that are like the number one tier of, of wide receivers. And I think he's interchangeable with, with those guys in that tier now. 100%. Yeah, and they have a great schedule. I don't know if you guys have looked for the rest of the season, especially for Dak, but it's a good schedule overall for passing. So he could really blow up this second half, too, on top of it. Um, I'm going to throw out a, a trade offer. Would you rather have uh, Tony Pollard and Adam Thielen or CeeDee Lamb? 
Ooh, man. I I might take Adam and Tony Pollard. I probably would, too. I mean, There's too good a value there to get a starting running Yeah, back running backs are so hard to get. Pollard has done it before. He could turn this around. Adam's been money. Yeah, okay. I, I think I might lean the CD side there uh, just because Adam was a guy you added off waivers this year or was a last-round pick. So, you know, if, if you need uh, elite wide receiver production, CD Lamb's CD's going to give it to you, he's, yeah. He's, he's a better guy to own in that Dallas offense, I think. What about uh, straight-up Alvin Kamara or CD Lamb? I might take Alvin Kamara there. The amount of receptions out of that backfield is just ridiculous. I, I don't see it slowing down. Um, Alvin Kamara has like top five RB rest of season written all over him. Like, <laughs> I, th- I think I make that flip. Yeah. Brandon? No, no I, I actually would, I would go for Alvin as well. Okay. I, I think because running back is so scarce, I lean Alvin, uh, but I, it's really close in value for me. Oh, yeah. uh, last one here. Would you rather have uh, Jameer Gibbs and Cortland Sutton or CD Lamb? I'm still I'm still going CD there. I mean, uh, that great game was great by Gibbs these last two games, but Cortland Sutton just he's been consistent. He's been scoring, but I, I if I'm I don't want to start him each week. I'd rather start CD Lamb for sure. Yeah. All right. Well. Yeah, no, I agree. Well, let, let's move into Braden's guy because I think I just uh, kind of led right into it. Who, who's, who did you want to talk about the value that's rising this week? Yeah, I'm picking an interesting one. It's Jameer Gibbs, and this is either a buy high or sell high depending on what you feel because we don't know what's going to happen after the buy here. It could totally go back to status quo. Maybe Jameer Gibbs gets a little extra, gain the, the trust of the coaching staff. Um, or it could be Jameer Gibbs is about to go nuclear. Now – you know, I'm, I tend to lean in the middle there rather than, you know, take the extremes. But I'm trying to, you know, I, I think that I would potentially try to try to sell high to a believer, but it, it's close. Like, I, I have a tough time deciding to buy or sell high. What do you guys think? As a Jameer Gibbs owner, sorry, Zach. No, go, uh, please. I am not buying the nuclear hype. It's possible. We've seen it before. Alvin Kamara's done it before. Like, it's possible we see that, but I, I'm I'm just saying he's going to be better than he was to start the season. I'm going to feel confident starting him every week. He's probably a low end uh, RB one, with hopefully potential to be the RB one. But I, I think low end RB one is probably realistic. Would, are you willing to sell him high after his his big two weeks here? Yeah, I don't know that he is going to get what I want though. I mean, he he's. Everybody knows David Montgomery was hurt. He's coming back. I, I don't know. I, it, depend, it depends on the, what the offer is, I suppose. It's, I'm willing to sell him, but I'd have to get would, some pretty good value back. Would you guys rather have Jameer Gibbs or David Montgomery? You'd have to, you have to go with Gibbs, right? I feel like I'd have to go with Gibbs just because um, I think he's finally getting that DeAndre Swift role, and he's better than DeAndre Swift. Yeah, I, I lean Gibbs just with that receiving upside. We saw these two huge weeks. Um, you know, you know he's capable of it. What about uh, Jameer Gibbs or Raheem Mostert? 
I think there I go Gibbs too. I mean, we've seen Mostert um, just kind of fall back to earth a little bit here, and that's even without A-Chan coming back yet. When A-Chan's back, I mean, with Wilson coming in too, I mean, Mostert can still have his big games, but I don't like the consistency there. Yeah, it's tough because it could definitely go either way, but I think you have to lean on the rookie, lean on the the potential second-half breakout just as a good process. But I could easily see Mostert outscoring Gibbs the rest of the way. Okay. Um, would you package Gibbs and Puka Nakua to get Alvin Kamara? Yes. 100%. Yeah, I, I, I probably would too. I have both. I don't I don't know that my team could afford to do that, uh, given how bad my team is already. So I, I might not. Um, I, I think I would need to be on the returning factor of two players to like really make it worth it. You mean Chuba and Leonard Fournette aren't going to win you every week? <laughs> they, they may. <laughs> they may. <laughs> they may. All right, let's move on to my guy here. Um, you know, I... I think his value is still a little bit low, but he's he's definitely been rising up. And uh, the guy I want to talk about this week is Chris Godwin. Um, kind of Mr. Consistent for Tampa Bay, basically forever. Um, and I, I just kind of wanted to figure out what his asking price is, um, what his value is the rest of the season. Um, do you guys like Chris Godwin? What What are your thoughts? I'm kind of I'm kind of in the middle on him like you know Chris Godwin has a history of being good and you know he's had some flashes this year but I also I feel like he's not quite what he was when he was you know, when he finished as a wide receiver one um and with Baker mate you know that was with different quarterbacks things like that with Baker I feel like he's you know he's being used in a very short slot role so I think he's a great solid depth piece to add but I wouldn't pay crazy value for him but at the same time I think you can get him for a fair price Okay. Um, would you guys rather have Chris Godwin or Christian Kirk? Christian Kirk. Okay. Yeah, I, I would probably go. Yeah, I'd probably go Christian Kirk. Okay. I I might lean. That's a good one. I might lean Godwin there. Um, What's what about? Uh, what about Chris Chris Godwin or um, Tyler Lockett? I'd I'd have to go Tyler Lockett. I think there's more really? outside. Oh, I'd go Godwin. I would absolutely go Godwin. I know you're a, a Lockett truther. Look at that playoff every... schedule that stretch run. Just saying. That's true. Seattle receivers have a a juicy playoff schedule run, but you don't know if you're going to get 19 or if you're going to get five from Lockett. Yeah, and no, you're, you're, ruin you. you're usually not going to get 19 on the week you start up. You're usually going to get five or six. Like the thing about Lockett, everyone always just loves to flaunt that he beats his ADP every year. And and he does, you know, six out of the last seven years, he, he's exceeded his ADP. But it's because he has these crazy weeks of 18 or 24 points um, that you just, you didn't start him for. And then when you do start him, you get, five or six or nine points and it's it's tough he's you know he's got a two-point week this year um so it's like yeah no i get it totally 100 he's so tough to start at times it's just um he's been outproducing dk metcalf and 
Chris Godwin to me is just a clear number two in this offense with a low eight out role. So that's 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 my reasoning, really. Okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I I didn't mean to go off on a Tyler Lockett tangent. I'm trying to <laughs> trying to trade for Chris Godwin here, but I, I guess um, don't mess with Lockett. Come on now. I, I guess I I've got what I needed to know. Let's let's move on to our, our guys that are falling. You know, maybe they're they're low in value right now. A buy low or a sell low. Garrett, who did you want to talk about this week? Everyone's favorite running back, Ramondre Stevenson. <laughs> he ought to. Next man, uh, yeah, this is this is a bad list to choose from. I wanted to make a little joke, but at the same time. <laughs> I think he, uh, I think he still has a little bit of value out there. I mean, again, running backs are tough to come by. Um, I think he's a, he's a decent dart throw uh, guy for an RB two rest of season here. Um, but I mean, he's already been an RB two. <laughs> that's how, that's how bad running backs are this year. <laughs> so he feels I, I like know. an RB four, Garrett. He does feel like an RB, and that's 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 what I'm basically calling him. But I think he's in the same tier as Chuba Hubbard and and uh, Leonard Fournette, not Leonard Fournette, but <laughs> <laughs> Chuba Hubbard. And, and it's like, hey, who, who, who's going to take over the uh, RB one role in their offense? I'm just, I'm so out. I don't know if there's a guy that you could name that like is actually started in fantasy leagues that I'd rather have Ramondre than you know, like Brian Robinson. Give me Ramondre. Najee Harris. Give me Ramondre. Chuba Hubbard, give me Ramondre. Or sorry, I would I would choose sorry, I would choose all those guys over Ramondre. <laughs> oh, I was, I was like, like oh <laughs> see, I, no, I, dude, I Ramondre would actually, is so low for me. I, I would pick Ramondre for sure over uh, over the options you listed there. Not really? Over all three? Over Chuba, I would take Ramondre for sure. What was that? Najee. What about Najee? Yeah. Uh, yes, I would take Ramondre over Najee. What's the other one? And, and Brian Robinson. Yeah. I would. I you think Brady's you right. Catch me doing that. I, I I don't know that I would actually make the Ramondre trade for Brian Robinson or Najee. <laughs> no, well, none and, of and... these guys are league winners, and they're they're not even like safe plays. They're like league losers. Yeah, and <laughs> right. make no they, mistake, they, they lose you not... weeks. <laughs> yeah, they yeah, get right. six points. No, make they, no mistake. They... I'm not like saying that Ramondre is like you know pay up get him, but if you can take a flyer on him, I think he's worth it over those other running backs. For sure. I mean, he's gotten 7, 12, 6, 12, 8, and 8. Like, that's just his right. last however many weeks. That's not that's not enough for me. I, I'm completely out on, on him. But if you can move him for, I don't know, Mike Thomas, I would, I'd rather have Mike Thomas than Ramondre Stevenson. Let me ask you, what do you think about Jordan Addison for Ramondre? What? Rookie breakout wide receiver or Ramondre dumpster fire Stevenson? Give me Jordan Addison. (laughs) Go off. (laughs) Oh, my God. I was just curious. Yeah, you're talking to the the wrong guy if you're looking for any love for Ramondre. Any any other final thoughts here on this guy? (laughs) I think you pretty much summed it up. Great. Let's move on to Braden's player. Who's your who's your buy low sell low guy this week? Uh, this one isn't a super sexy one, but it's Alexander Madison. Um, I think that with the fears of Cam Akers, um, you can get him for fairly cheap, 
And I'm not even guaranteeing he'll keep the starting job, but their schedule looks pretty good. I think they're going to lean on the run more um, with, you know, with the new quarterback situation. So I think you can get them for a fair price, but I'm curious what you guys think would be a fair price for them that you'd be willing to pull the trigger on. I mean, he was my my guy, and I'm pretty pretty out on him now. <laughs> so yeah, I've been out on him all season. And, you know, he, he was nice for a little bit in there, but he's just gone downhill these last few weeks. You know, tough tough matchup at San Fran, and then Green Bay just didn't show up. Um, but, I I mean, I, I'm fine targeting him to be your, your RB3 or 4 and, and, you know, buying low because his value is low. It's low. Uh, yeah, but for sure. But all of those wide receiver, running backs that we mentioned in that Ramondre tier and below, they're all – none of them – make you excited to, to, to have them. <laughs> no, <laughs> these have all been pretty gross <laughs> so far. So like, I mean, I don't even know if I think you have to do like a wide receiver flip for him because, you know, if you're targeting like a Kareem hunt or Daryl Henderson or, or I don't know, Jerome Ford, Damian Pierce, like these guys, they're all pretty much interchangeable in that like RB three role with Alexander Madison um, so I think that if, if you want to buy Madison, you, you know, maybe you could flip Rashi Rice or Tank Dell to go get him. Um, kind of these high upside wide receiver three, wide receiver four guys and, and get your consistent six to 10 points out of Madison and hope he gets a touchdown. It's, yeah. that's all, that's all it is at this game at this, at this point for all those running backs. I mean, you've got. Every running back under RB fifteen, it's it's you hope for a touchdown or you had a bad week. I mean, that's just it is what it is. So you get out of these guys. Tough year for for the fantasy running backs. Um, I don't know, Garrett. Do you have any any other input there on Madison? Cam Akers is better. <laughs> Cam Akers passes the eye test more than Madison, and that that hurts me to say because I am I do not like Cam Akers, but. Now I kind of do. <laughs> no, yeah. I agree. No, I think he's looked better. But that said, no, I think I'd either. Be, I think you can really you could buy low on either. I'd rather have Madison rest of season, Garrett. I'd rather have Acres. And Braden. I think I'd go Madison. All right, last guy here, uh, a potential buy low target. I want to figure it out. Where do you guys rank Justin Jefferson? Rest of season redraft leagues. No, he's he's out for three more weeks. Um, no, maybe maybe just two. No, he might be back two. next week. Well, no, I'm, I've got to pull it up here. He's he's only missed two games, I think. With no, this. he missed the Bears game too, didn't he? He's missed three games. Okay. Yeah, I already well, he's able to come back from New Orleans. I, I got him in two leagues, so I'm paying attention. Trust me. <laughs> Brain, brain's on this. Um, <laughs> but but with the Vikings losing Kirk Cousins, that might knock. Justin Jefferson down into the tier two uh, wide receiver range um, for some, some owners, just the uncertainty. Yeah. I think, I think tier two for sure. Um, Perceived value. For I, sure. Yeah. I mean, he, he is the best receiver in football that hasn't changed. Um, a- a- Addison emerging and then having a rookie quarterback or Josh Dobbs, either way, I think just needs to lower your value from what you were going to get from Kirk. He's probably not going to finish as the wide receiver one rest of the season from the time he gets healthy and comes back. So that's not what I value him as anymore. So I'd probably, I'd probably rather take CD. 
You'd, yeah, I, I would agree. I'd rather have CD Lamb than Justin Jefferson this year. That's pretty fair. Yeah, that's tough when you say that because I want to. You know, I still think he can. He, be yeah, the, in terms of in, wide receiver, but you're right. I, I think I'd probably still take CD just because he's got Dak and they're hyper targeting him right now. Yeah, and then obviously you've got your Digs, your AJ Browns, your your top tier guys. Um, I'm gonna throw a trade out offer out there. Would you rather have Justin Jefferson or? David Montgomery and Adam Thielen. Man. Oof. <laughs> Man, I might I might try Monty Thielen. I don't, I don't know. I probably, I mean, if Monty can come back to even a portion of what he was and instead of getting the three touchdown games, he gets a one touchdown game and he still finishes the season the touchdown in 75% of his games, I'm going to take that. Yeah. It's one of those where it's like, I feel like if I was offered Jefferson for that, I would have to take it because I would want to get burned on Jefferson. But right. at the same time, I could totally see Thielen and Montgomery outscoring the rest of the way. And it just depends on how much RB depth you have. But I think that's a good tension point for sure. It, it, and it depends on the roster for sure too. Cause like, I think when I'm speaking and saying this, like, I'm envisioning my give me some roster and yeah, it's horrible and like I, I I need the help. But like Zach, your roster, you probably take the flyer on Jefferson. If you're the top if you're the top team in the league and you're gonna make that trade, you'd rather ta- you'd rather have JJ and the potential that he could bring you when you already have a good team. So it kind of yeah. depends on your team roster. Yeah. And the thing is, in our league, it's weird because Justin has so many good running backs. He needs wide receivers. So, I mean, I, I could offer him, you know, Thielen and Olave for Justin Jefferson. Would you Would you do that if you needed two wide receivers? I don't know that I like Olave going forward here. Like that, I'm not that confident. I mean, I'm not that confident in Thielen either. But yeah, it's really tough. <laughs> so man. I'd rather um, take JJ. All the peripheral numbers show that Alave should be breaking out, but it's been showing that the whole season and it hasn't been happening. And it seems like there's some kind of beyond the analytics or some kind of disconnect with Carr and Alave on the deep ball. So I'd probably still lean Jefferson there, but I think that I think some I, I think there's a lot of people that would take that, especially you know they need a win this week, for sure. It's true. This week, Alave and, and Thielen uh, both have nice matchups at home. Um, and JJ's out, so I'm, I might be uh, wheeling and dealing still. I'm, I'm addicted to trading in fantasy. I think. Um, <laughs> but well, well thanks moves. for thanks for all the input there on uh, our who's hire. Um, hope hope it was helpful. But uh, let's let's keep things moving forward. I was I was wondering if you guys wanted to do a little mid season review. I, I put put together some some takes that we've had throughout the year. Um, kind of review how we're doing. Um, you guys want to. Want to go through lists here? Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. Um, well, first off, are my guys. We're halfway through the season, and um, you know, there's there's some decent picks here, but but overall, it's kind of shaky first half of the season. Garrett, you're you're looking all right here. You picked Tua as your quarterback, Brees as your running back, Calvin Ridley as your wideout, and Higby as your tight end. Yeah, Brees um, Bre- kind of survived the Aaron Rodgers scare out of any Jet that has. He hasn't been incredible like he could have been, uh, but he's been good. And then Tua has been what Tua is going to be if he's healthy. Yeah. And, yeah, R- Ridley and Higby look like misses. Yeah, I mean, Ridley still has a little time, but, but yeah, yeah. He's got some hope, tough. yeah. 
Um, Braden, your picks were uh, Justin Fields, J.K. Dobbins, uh, D.K. Metcalf, and uh, David Njoku. That's the IR <laughs> squad right there. <laughs> <laughs> this Truly. is a lost my guy season for me. <laughs> Let's just say that. this does. I mean, I think Metcalf has a chance to have a good second no. half. But I'm, I mean, Fields is hurt, struggling, and Joku is trash with Watson. I'm feeling pretty bleak about the rest of the season outlook on these guys. Yeah, my, my picks were uh, Justin Herbert, Alexander Madison, Devonta Smith, and Pat Fryermuth. So again, I mean, Justin Herbert, he's been a solid quarterback. Devonta Smith, he's been, he was good, then really bad, and now he, he had another good week, so... You know, we're still kind of holding out hope on our, our wide receivers turning things around here, but Garrett Garrett had the best running back with Brees. I think uh, I'd, I'd rather have Herbert over Tua. Yep. But, um, you know, not, not, not any bad misses on quarterback. Braden, a little unlucky with Fields' injury. Um, I feel like our deeper picks were, were actually pretty good. Garrett, uh, from quarterback to down the positions, you had uh, C.J. Stroud. You had um, – Zach Charbonnet, uh, Jackson Smith, Jigba, and Jake Ferguson. So yeah, not, not bad. There. They're, they're they're all like looking like they could um, potentially be legal people that can compete here at the end. Charbonnet and JSN could could turn it up. JSN is already is turning it up, but yeah, I'm not. I don't, I don't hate the picks. Yeah, Braden, you had Sam Howell, um, Tank Bigsby, Zay Flowers, and Greg Dulcich. It's okay. We'll take it. Yeah, a couple hits, a couple misses so far. We'll, we'll see how that goes. And then I had Brock Purdy, Devon A. Chan, Jordan Addison, and Sam Laporta. Just Ooh. knocking it out of the park. <laughs> there it is. Those, those, are my actual, those are my actual my guys, not not the first <laughs> set that I said. Um, I also had a mention for for Kyron Williams. I really wanted to pick him, um, but I picked A. Chan. Um, so, well, if you're mentioning I mean, Kyron, I got to say that I was highly contemplating for my my guy Alvin Kamara, and then I was like, "Oh, am I gonna, you know, hurt myself with the suspension and all the games off?" So I'll pick a guy that's starting game one. But yeah, it's it's tough when when there's a suspension to to lock in one of those guys as your my guy for the season. So not too bad there. Moving forward, um, recapping our stone cold picks of the week through eight weeks. Garrett, you are three for eight on starts, three for eight on sits, four for eight on sleepers and two for eight on the random, which is impossible. So we're all hovering around that 50% mark. Not too bad, but you know, hopefully you get things up or else. Yeah. Or else, I mean, I, I, I'm I'm not terribly upset. I've had some uh, some interesting weeks here. Um, you hate you hate seeing your starts miss. Those are the guys you're most confident about, obviously. Uh, but th- there can be some tough parameters this year, and I'm not sitting at a bad spot. I'm sitting where I can no. still uh, go on a little run here and uh, take the lead at the end. Absolutely, Braden, you are. Two and a half out of eight on your starts, four and a half out of eight on your sits, and five out of eight on your sleepers, as well as two out of eight on the random. So you you are over 50% on, on a couple of those categories. We'll take it. You know, I'm pacing the, pacing the squad. Hope for better. Yep, yep. And then I am sitting at four out of eight on starts, four out of eight on sits, three out of eight on sleepers, and then one and a half out of eight on the random. So... 
I just need one more pick to get back above 50%. And uh, it's going to happen this week. Guys, not, not, not as sharp as last year, I don't think, at, at this point in the season. But It's been tougher. It's been you tougher. Know, the, the, and we, running back we got time turning around. We, we do have time. Yeah, the running backs have, have not been a, as kind this year. Um, our parameters are pretty st- stringent. So um, I think it's, it's time to move into this week. Let's, let's get into our Stone Cold Picks of the Week. Um, week nine, uh, last week we were one for three on starts, zero for three on sleepers, and two for th- or sorry, zero for three on sits, and two for three on sleepers. Uh, <laughs> I did pick the number one running back in Gus Bus as my start last week, so Yuck. that was our one bright spot. <laughs> um, but Garrett, start us off this week. Who's your start? I'm going with my uh, namesake. I don't know. Has the same <laughs> name as me, Garrett Wilson. I mean. Out of all my receivers, I've been continually rotating in and out this year. Garrett Wilson hasn't been one of them, and he should have been this whole time. He he is consistently getting twelve to fourteen targets a game. Like you're gonna take that all day. He, the touch touchdowns will come sparingly, but if you get five touchdowns and thirteen hundred yards, it's a great fantasy season. And he he can certainly do that. And he goes up against a terrible Charger defense this week. I like him. Yeah, 32nd ranked D, Jets are at home. It's a solid pick. Braden, who's your start this week? Going to Nico Collins against the Buccaneers. Um, you know, I there was something, some stat I read basically about his matchup and how he could off for that. So I'm just I'm just going for it. I think CJ Stroud's set up for um pretty decent matchup and Nico's been a beast. So I just, I'm not overthinking it. I think he's gonna have a great week. All right. My start this week. Is it a little bit of hopium? I don't care. Chris Olave at home against Chicago. Um, he's just due. Braden was mentioning he's got all these advanced stats that say he should be having more yards, more touchdowns. Um, I think it's time that Chicago team is is not good. Um, so fingers crossed Chris Olave goes off this week. Garrett, who is your sit this week? I'm going with Tony Pollard. It pains me to say it, but uh, they're at Philly. If Philly can do anything, it's probably stop the run. They're susceptible to the pass. I think they're going to go in there and they're going to need to throw because that Philly offense is going to be moving the ball on them. Um, and I, I just don't see Tony Pollard having a big day, especially if he doesn't get in the end zone. You're looking at under 10 easy. All right. Bold, bold pick. I like it. Braden, who's your sit this week? Yeah, this one would definitely be more bold if Stafford was playing, but he's not. Um, I'm going with Puka Nakua against Green Bay, at Green Bay. Um, I just think with the the questionable quarterback situation, Cooper Cup is more likely to thrive in his slot role than Puka Nakua on the outside. It's really that simple. It's a lot harder to get it to the outside with a bad quarterback. So, um, yeah, even with the bad defense, I think it's going to be, you know, just a tough, tough day for Puka. All right. My guy, old reliable Ramondre Stevenson. Uh, Patriots are playing Washington at home this week. Yeah, I know they just sold two of their edges at the trade deadline, but those D tackles are still monsters. Ramondre Stevenson, a lock for under 10 points. Um, Easy pick for me this week. Garrett, who is your sleeper? Three weeks in a row, this guy's been on this list, and he continues to produce. It's Josh Downs at Carolina. Love to see it. Braden, who's your sleeper? 
Taking a leap of faith on Rashi Rice versus Miami. Um, I think this could be his big blow-up game that we've been waiting for. I own both of these receivers, and you're making me second-guess myself here. Um, my sleeper this week, another kind of old reliable, Chris Godwin um, at Houston. You know, uh, I think that he's he's got the, the PPR upside to, to get 10 points without a touchdown, and if he does, he's he's going to have a blow-up week, you know, 18-plus points. So Chris Godwin's going to be my sleeper. And then our last one, our, our random pick of the week, uh, which tight end outside of the top 20 will score the most points this week? Garrett? Easy. Donald Parham. <laughs> Donald Parham at the Jets. All right, Braden? Daniel Bellinger at Yuck. Las Vegas. <laughs> uh, and my pick, Cade Otten at Houston. So... Fingers crossed one of those three has a, has a good week, boys. <laughs> we all that's, a, that's, a, that, that, that's a tough one there. Zach, we should all start them up. this week and really feel the results of this. Yes, uh, who, I love it. Who was it last year that on this on this week picked uh, – God, it was, it was a really tough one. And it was Cole Komet, and he ended up scoring like 21 points. It was tight end one on the week. Incredible. Luke? It might have been Luke. No, uh, no, I you picked you, him, Braden. Oh, really? <laughs> points. We've got the stats to back it up. So Braden's the tight end whisperer. Daniel Bellinger, he's the start this week. <laughs> I wanted Donald Parham, but Garrett beat me to the seat. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> okay. Everybody does. <laughs> Spicy. All right, before Fair. we get into uh the munchies here, we've got to go through our dank flex plays, five matchups, rapid fire, pick them. Um, you guys ready to go? Yep. All right, this week we've got the Dolphins at Chiefs, Jalen Waddle or Rashi Rice? I've got to go Waddle. Braden? I feel like I have to go Waddle too. I will also be going Waddle. Uh, Seahawks at Ravens, Jackson Smith, Najigba or Zay Flowers? I'm going JSN. Give me JSN. I'll, uh, I'll go with Zay Flowers there. He's due. Uh, Rams at Packers, Daryl Henderson or Romeo Dobbs? They're both so gross. <laughs> um, I'm going to go Romeo Dobbs. I'm going to go Daryl Henderson. I got to go Daryl Henderson for the safety there. Um, Bucks at Texans, Chris Godwin or Nico Collins? Chris Garrett. Godwin. <laughs> That's All tough. Right. I'm going to go Nico yeah. Collins, my start of the week. Uh, I gotta go with my my sleeper this week, Chris Godwin. And last but not least, D- uh, Bears at Saints, DJ Moore or Chris Olave. Uh, DJ Moore. I'm going Olave. And I gotta go Olave here, backing up our picks. Um, that's gonna do it for our fantasy talk here, week nine. Um, you guys, you guys have your snacks ready for this week? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. All right. This week, we are bringing to you the Doritos Flamas. Uh, there's a, a chili and a, and a lime on the outside of the bag. I'm, I'm interested to see how these compare to the uh, flaming Hot Lime Doritos we had. So, um, you boys ready to get into it? Let's do it. Let's do this thing. All right. Here we go. What do you boys think? I think I had this exact same chip a couple weeks ago. <laughs> you know what? I agree. I think I need to have them side by side again. It's kind of that same feeling. I think these are 
basically just Doritos with Taki sauce or Taki seasoning. Yep. This tastes exactly like a Taki. Um, if you just unrolled the Taki and gave it like a corn chip, corn tortilla, that's what this is. That's exactly right. what I was going to say. It's like, I think it tastes different than the Flamin' Hot Limon, for sure. I think it's different than Flamin' Hot Seasoning, but it tastes exactly like a Taki. It's like their version of a Dorito Taki. Uh, yeah. And and then, sorry, you, you, I, Braden's right. I was wrong. It was not identical to the Doritos um, Limon, um, and it is closer to that Taki flavor on a Dorito chip. Well, I'm not um, saying you're wrong. I mean, I'm just saying what I'm tasting. If you're tasting that, that's not wrong either. I, I appreciate that. Um, do you guys like this more or less than the Doritos Flamin' Hot Limon? I think I like them more. Um, but I don't, I don't, I don't remember them that well. I guess it's it's been a little while. I feel like I really need to compare these things side by side to know for sure um i gave the flaming hot limon a 10 so yeah you I mean, did. that was your favorite chip carrot <laughs> okay then i guess i'm wrong i'm no i do not like it more than that <laughs> I, I was gonna say i definitely prefer the flaming hot limon and I, it might be just like i love takis it might just be a little cheapened because i feel like they literally copied the exact spice recipe from Taki and put it on a Dorito. So maybe that's, but I love Taki flavor, but I think I, I would take the Flamin' Hot Limon. I would say the Flamin' Hot Limon had like a nine and a half out of 10 on the heat. And this only has like an eight, eight and a half out of 10 on the heat. Otherwise pretty similar flavor profiles. I I might like it equally or more than the, the Flamin' Hot Limon, but are you guys ready to give it a score out of 10? Let's do it. Garrett, what do you got? I'm going to go surprisingly low here, I think. Um, I'm going to go with like a – when I say surprisingly low, I just mean from what is expected out of my answer. Okay. And it's going to be like a 8-7. That is surprisingly low. Braden? I think – I mean, I'm kind of feeling that range too, but I just don't know if it's because – I've had this flavor a lot before because I love Taki. But I think I might be like an 8.8, 8.9. Yeah, I'll go 8.8. 8.8? I mean, fellas, what are we doing here? We, <laughs> I like this more than the tangy chili fusion flaming hot Cheetos. Um, that might be a bold take. But I, I gave those a 9.6. I'm going to give these a 9.6. I think that it deserves to be in that that nine category and that was enough of a jump to give it uh, a nine overall for the group. So I'm going nine, six on the Doritos Flamas. I love a Dorito texture, so it doesn't really matter what seasoning you put on it. It's going to taste great, but, but this is Taki and Dorito combined. I'm a fan. Man. What, what did I give the, the sweet chili uh, Cheetos? You, you gave that one a 9.7. You were oh, a big fan. Shoot. Hang on, let me take one more bite. I, oh, it's too late. I already gave the. It's, it's, I already gave yeah, my the first score you say is what we take. It's it's locked and loaded. Um, yeah, I guess uh, you know as we wrap things up here, we didn't touch on it at all. Maybe we give a, a quick one minute a, a guy each rant. But uh, what are your thoughts on the Vikings and Kirk Cousins here? I. 
it's it was devastating honestly i was just getting so excited because we came out firing and it was the first time in a long time where we actually had a comfortable lead and it felt like we were just in kind of cruise control the whole game and then on a seemingly just completely you know normal play really a normal run by kirk he just completely pops his achilles so that was first off that was absolutely devastating but i'll just say um my overall takes, I'm actually, I still think we're going to make the playoffs, believe it or not. Um, we have a cake schedule. Um, Jaron Hall is going to be rough this week or next week, potentially, but I think Nick Mullins is going to take over and we could have a pretty, I mean, this might be a little crazy, but I think if there's any situation for another repeat of 2017, it could be this if Nick Mullins is healthy. Because I actually think Nick Mullins is a pretty dang solid backup quarterback. We've seen him do, do it with San Francisco, and I think Kevin O'Connell can work some magic with him or get the ball to the playmakers. So obviously not as good as with Kirk, but I think we we're, we, I still think we can be a playoff team. I think you're one of the only people I've heard, heard just uh, talk up Nick Mullins like that. I was He's kind just, of an afterthought. I was just going to co- comment on that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Jaron Hall's the starter this week. Everyone's presuming that Josh Dobbs is going to take over, but I mean, we just traded for him and he doesn't know the playbook. We don't know if he's an upgrade for our system. Um, yeah, Nick Mullins, he's looked good in the, the couple times he's, he's had to fill in as a backup quarterback. I agree. I think we're going to limp into the playoffs. We're going to lose round one. We're going to get the 20th pick overall. And, you know, the franchise is going to do what it always does. <laughs> yep. <laughs> they they yeah. already did, man. They, they already did. They, they were getting some wins. They were reeling off that win of the 49ers and then stomping on the pack. And you thought, like, yep, here we go. Hope's up again. Bam. All hope is gone. Right when the defense starts looking good. And, like, this is uh, the life of a Vikings fan. It's 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 tough out here. So, I, yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, I also think we're going to make the playoffs. I really hope we don't. Um, but I also don't want to see like a team that's actually good at football just be just terrible either. Right. It's, um, it's always fun to watch a team that wins. And so if we make the playoffs and we win and we, we win a playoff game somehow, it's going to be a fun season. Yeah. Um, that defense has looked really good the last couple of weeks. We know this offense is going to be good, hopefully with whoever's at the helm for quarterback. So, you know, we're just going to ride the season out and – you know, see what happens, I guess. <laughs> hey, here's a fun question. Who do you guys think finishes the season or plays the most games at quarterback for the Vikings the rest of the way? All right, we're, lock- we're locking this in as a bet. Um, who wants to go first? I'll go. There's an advantage. <laughs> I already yeah. have a clear – you go. I already have a clear opinion on this. And one of my favorite trades that Koisi ever made was – trading a very low pick to get Nick Mullins. Um, I think it's going to be Nick Mullins as long as he's healthy. I know he's a back injury, so that could be a factor and he could never get healthy, but if he gets healthy, I think he's going to be the starter. I don't know if I feel strongly about Dobbs or Jaron Hall, so I'll, I'll probably let Garrett make the pick on, on who he thinks is, is going to be the quarterback. I was going to say I was going to let you go, Zach, but oh, uh, you, beat, okay. you beat me to it. Um so I will go, um, and I'm I'm just gonna take the betting favorite. Just why not? I'll go with Josh Dobbs. Okay, 
I'm I'm fine riding out the the rookie. I I hope that he tears it up in these next five games and proves that he's worth being a, a starting quarterback in the league. Um, I'm that, team that, that, Hall, that, baby. That's all sweet. you can possibly hope for when you're starting a rookie quarterback. That'd be incredible. Oh. <laughs> I hope so. All right. Well, with that said, um, you know, good good luck this week, fellas. I need Absolutely. to win this week, boys. Zach is the number one, and he's pulling away. Garrett's keeps pulling off these wins, but if I go three and six in this league, it's tough to come back from. That's gonna be tough. So, yeah, you got the Great extra week this season, but yeah, it's a it's a to do or die for you right now, Braden. And um, trade deadline's coming up in less than uh, three weeks now, so time to time to get that roster in order, make the playoff push. Um, I think that all of us are still probably going to be trying to make some moves here in the next three weeks. And what are I they going to be? This is the f- f- first time in years I haven't made a trade. Something, something's got to give. Yeah, you're due, buddy. <laughs> yeah, it's um, been a little quiet. I'm not usually a major trader. I usually make like one move a year, one or two in redraft, but we'll see. Who knows? Okay. Well, good luck this week, fellas. And until next time, uh, later dudes. Later dudes. Later dudes.